everybody, I'm Jonathan Randall, and welcome to another episode of How You Like Me Now. Hope everybody's doing great out there, and they're staying cool in this hot summer. Apparently, like, June 3rd is one of the hottest days on Earth ever. Thank God I put my air conditioning in. I want to thank everybody who came out uh, last week to Save the Garden, a comedy show at the Elizabeth Street Garden. We had a great time. Awesome turnout. All the comedians did a fantastic job. Uh, the community had some good laughs, which we really needed. Uh, we're doing another show, two more shows this summer. The next show will be on July 27th. Again, I'm hosting. Gonna have a killer lineup. It'll be at 8 o'clock. I hope more people will come out and support me, my comedy, and the Elizabeth Street Garden. Next show, again, is July 27th, 8 p.m., um, they found cocaine at the White House, everybody, and not even in Hunter's room. Uh, Biden and his family were actually at Camp David for the weekend because if Hunter would have been in the White House, he would have been the first one to find that cocaine and he would have snorted it up before the Secret Service even had a chance to find it or know it was there. Um, speaking of the Bidens, you know, I feel like whenever people... Uh, speak about Trump and talk honestly about Trump and what a scumbag and slimy piece of shit he is, which is all true. People just want to be like, the Trump supporters want to be like, well, Biden's awful. Yeah, we know Biden's awful. In fact, one of the reasons why I dislike Trump so much is because he made Biden be the only option. Biden is president because of Trump, because Trump is such a scumbag piece of shit. Anyways, no one really likes Biden. I mean, even the Grim Reaper doesn't like Biden, or he would have came and took him already. Anyways, it's just crazy that that's like all people have to say when, you know, you bring up, you know, the crimes of Trump. They're just like, but what about Biden? Like, yeah, what about Biden? We don't like him. I think that's the difference. You know, people on the left are just like, oh, man, we had no choice. We had to go Biden. And people on the right are like, see Kyle Trump. Uh, anyways... <laughs> Uh, the right is just like, I think, doing horrible things for this country. And I think a good example of that is everything that's been happening with the Supreme Court, who made another horrible ruling uh, last week. They've just been making bad ruling after bad ruling after bad ruling. Started when they overturned Roe versus Wade, taking away women's rights. Uh, if that wasn't bad enough, that now they wanted to take away gays' rights too. And they're allowing people to use religious objections as a way to discriminate against the LGBTQ. Uh, let's see. They also shut down Biden's student loan forgiveness program, which I think is really shitty. I mean, they have no problems with like rich people going to college, but they want to make sure that if poor people go to college, they're going to have to be in debt for like the rest of their lives. They also got rid of affirmative action. Uh, the Supreme Court has basically just become like Republican enforcers. Um, and instead of moving this country forward, they're like reversing years of progress. And it's absolutely horrible. Their decisions pretty much affect like minorities uh, or marginalized groups of people. And now that the Republicans have like stacked the Supreme Court, they are like doing all the Republicans' biddings. And they're kind of like just one upping MAGA. Forget about making America great again. They want to MAWA make America white again. Anyways, hopefully uh, some of them that are like corrupt, like Thomas or Alito, they will get impeached for their corruptions, you know, for accepting like gifts and trips without disclosing it like they were supposed to. Uh, you know, again, I think I've mentioned this before, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg really fucked up her legacy. 
when she didn't retire when Obama was still in office, so he could have replaced her. And, you know, because uh, she didn't do that and she just wanted to, I don't know, work until she died, Trump was able to put somebody in, like, even though it was totally shady and he did it, like, when, you know, he was already, like, out the door and Biden was coming in and, like, you know, if uh, the Democrats would have done something like that, the Republicans would have, like, went crazy. But, you know, when they do it, that's just, like, some of the hypocrisy. Both sides are uh, hypocrites, but you know, I, I think the Republicans are definitely the bigger hypocrites, but it doesn't matter, I guess, who's a bigger hypocrite. It just matters that like all these politicians are corrupt hypocrites, but I feel like the rights that Republicans and the Republican stack Supreme Court are taking away from America, it does not represent the majority of what Americans want, what Americans have fought for, freedom, and the progress that this country has made, and it's really horrible, and, you know, I feel like Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have had some uh, thinking about the future and put the country ahead of herself and be like, all right, like it's time for me to step down so they could replace my seat with another Democrat. And then we wouldn't have lost Roe versus Wade. We wouldn't have had, uh, you know, gay people's rights being taken away so they're not, you know, discriminated against. Uh, we could not lose affirmative action, which people think, oh, yeah, they just want to give things to minorities. But yeah, they have no problem when they're giving it to like legacy students who are like getting in or like families that donate millions of dollars so their kids just get into the school but when they want to create the opportunity for like people of color then of course a lot of white people have a problem with it and unfortunately uh that's the side that the supreme court seems to be making their decisions based on uh not what's best for the whole country but just what republicans want I hope uh, all my fellow Americans, speaking of Americans, had a very happy 4th of July. They didn't blow off any of their limbs with fireworks or set anything on fire. I had a good one. I was hanging out with a new friend. We had a really nice time. Uh, we went to Flushing Queens and we did a little bit of a food crawl. And then we went and uh, checked out the fireworks. It was really fun. Uh, good time. Good fireworks show. Actually, I wanted to watch them on the Williamsburg Bridge, but for some reason the city closed down the bridge. It would have been like the most perfect place to watch. It was a little disappointing, but still found a good spot on the East River. Uh, while people all over America were celebrating their Independence Day, though, Palestinians were reminded why they don't have any when, again, over the weekend, the Janine refugee camp was attacked by Israel. So now, after a two-day assault on the refugee camp that caused massive damage to infrastructure, it left 12 Palestinians dead, over 100 injured, and it forced 500 families of over 3,000 people to evacuate from Jenin. Israel has withdrawn from its largest operation in the West Bank in nearly 20 years. So, you know, Israel airbombed uh, the Jenin refugee camp so badly that the infrastructure was damaged to such an extent that most of the camp couldn't have electricity or clean water, and that is why they had to leave. So the only reason that people are in this refugee camp in the first place is because uh, they were driven from their homes in 1948 in the creation of Israel. Uh, after that, a couple years later is when this Janine refugee camp uh, 
became established and all these refugees that had no place to go, they were living there. So not only were they, that's the reason, Israel's the reason why they live in the Janine refugee camp, but again, Israel forced them to evacuate their homes and leave their homes. And then, you know, Netanyahu goes on and says, like, this isn't a a one-time thing. Like, you don't need to say that the Palestinians know that. Living under constant fear of raids uh, is like a daily part of life for the Palestinians, especially at, you know, this refugee camp, which, again, was only created because Israel drove over 750,000 Palestinians from their home when they created the state. Of course, they weren't honest about that at the time. They were like, oh, they all just got up and left. But then thanks to Benny Morse, the new historians, uh, we learned that that wasn't true. A lot of them were forced from their homes or there were massacres that happened where, you know, the Haganah or the Irgun, they, you know, did horrible things to Palestinians and villages, wiped out villages, and then people heard about it. And then, yeah, they left because they didn't, Palestinians didn't want that to happen to them. So again, uh, they were forced to leave their homes. It's really sad that, you know, Israel forced them to live in this refugee camp. And it is the biggest source of them having such a horrible quality of life and their lives just being so horrible. And it's because of Israel. It's, it's really sad. So this operation, I guess it was called Home and Garden. I don't know who named it. Martha Stewart. But in response to it, a Palestinian went and then rammed his car into like a crowded bus stop in Tel Aviv, injuring like eight Israelis, which is horrible. But this is just kind of like, you know, the cycle of violence that they talk about. But again, it really kind of started uh, with Israel, who's who, you know, is the not only the aggressor, but has the dominant military force, you know. Uh, over 100, I think over 130 Palestinians have been killed so far this year by Israeli forces, and there have been like under 30 Israelis. Now, it's not like, oh, well, one number is, you know, all deaths are bad, but you, you, it is significant when one side is killing like five times the amount of the other side. One side has an army, one side citizens are allowed to carry weapons, and the best the other side can really do, uh, for the most part, are rocks. Uh, Yes, they do have some rockets that they do fire off, but Israel, of course, has the Iron Dome. They have what they call Israel's sling. They have a vast military resource that, you know, deters most of those uh, missiles from hitting anywhere in Israel. The Palestinians, they have basically nothing but uh, the anger that they have developed from the ongoing Nakba for the last 75 years. It's really sad. You know, Israel says that like it keeps raiding the Janine refugee camp because it wants to like crack down on Palestinian militants and, and stop attacks, even though these attacks keep happening. And it seems the more that Israel attacks Palestinians, the more attacks that just keep on happening. Uh, Israel seems to be like, oh, well, we're going to like bomb, you know, you guys and, uh, destroy your your villages basically and we're gonna like show you uh that you know your violence won't be tolerated and we're gonna stop the violence with our violence but again violence just begets violence which just begets violence which just begets violence it's like a never-ending cycle and israel thinking that like oh well we're gonna you know come and do our largest attack in the Geneva refugee camp in the West Bank in 20 years, and that's going to stop violence. Obviously, that's not true. As a response to that, more uh, violence happens. So it's almost like, you know, 
Israel just wants to, you know, point the finger at the Palestinians, but maybe Israel needs to start blaming itself a little bit and saying like, hey, maybe if we don't keep attacking and if we don't keep expanding settlements and if we don't keep standing by with settler violence, then maybe there will be less attacks, you know, because that's what Israel says. Oh, we're just, you know, trying to stop these attacks. And Palestinians are like, oh, well, this is just like a normal response that's totally inevitable to Israel's attacks, to settler expansion, and to extremist settler violence. I mean, what does Israel, like, think is going to happen, you know? It keeps allowing and promoting, like, these religious nationalists to steal Palestinian land. It keeps sending the army to stand by while they commit violence against Palestinians. And these uh, people, these settlers, they are, like, deranged freaking like religious nationalists who think they're doing God's will and want to recreate like the biblical Israel only for the Jewish people and they're empowering these people and saying yeah you can expand settlement even though it's illegal and considered illegal to the international community and like the whole international community is like this is getting in the way of peace but Israel wants to continue to do it, keep empowering these settlers who are scum and think they're on like a mission from God to like kill or expel all the Palestinians like they're insane people and like this is what's gonna happen and that's what pisses me off so much when like so many people uh, like different Jews around the world uh, just want to stand by silently and be complicit to like Israel's human rights violations but also to like Israel Israeli settlers and not speak out against Israeli settlers and they are empowering these Israeli settlers to do this and like by more Jewish people not speaking out against Israel. That's why Israel now has the most right-wing coalition and Knesset government ever. And they're doing this thing is because that's what happens when you can't be criticized by anyone without being accused of anti-Semitism. And when people are just silently standing by you because they've been so indoctrinated with lies their whole life and they feel like they have to have this blind allegiance to Israel because that's what it means to be a Jew when that is so not true. And listen, I was that way. I was indoctrinated. I had an allegiance to Israel. Many people do, but then I explored and did more research and gained more knowledge and understand that I was fed a bunch of lies. And I don't understand how more people are understanding of this, considering like what I talked about last week with how the new historians came and basically said that the narrative Israel was presenting was bullshit, but it seems like most Jewish people, I guess, didn't read the New Historians, aren't even aware that that, like, happened. So it's crazy, you know? And then you hear, like, these kind of, like, you know, stereotypical tropes that I often view as anti-Semitic as, like, the Jews control the media. But then when you, like, understand, like, the story of Israel and how, like, they created a false narrative and lied, you're like, holy shit, like, there is some truth behind this. And this is where, like, these conspiracies come from. They come from a little bit of truth, which like did happen like it is a fact that israel lied about how it was created it's lied about its treatment for the palestinian people and you know what it continues to distort the narrative to make it seem like these palestinian people that you know are living under constant fear of you know israel the idf or settlers are the ones to blame for all the hardships going on in that region when like Israel, um, the, the 
I, I've called it the IDF a bunch, but the Israeli military, I don't like calling it the IDF. I shouldn't. That's some more like Israeli propaganda. You know, they are the reason, especially, you know, the settlers and keep expanding. I mean, stop the expansion. That's just like the minimum of what you could do. It's like pretty common sense, but Israel doesn't care. They're not going to be happy till Palestinians are completely uh, like taken away from the land, cleansed from the land. I mean, I like I don't I don't want to use that word, but they're not going to be happy till that happens. And it's all theirs. And that's just a bad look for Jews everywhere. I, I, I keep talking about this. And it's one of the reasons why I continue to speak out. And it just really bothers me that like some of the comments I get, I guess, from Zionists is just like they're totally clueless and totally devoid of the reality of how these people are living. And yes, uh, Palestinian leadership is horrible. I mean, a lot of it is in place because of Israel and Israel is really like pulling the strings. But like still... You know, you can't just put all, I don't want, like, putting 100% of the blame on Israel. Uh, I think that, like, you know, the Palestinians got to, like, not be so focused on hatred for Israel and be more focused on love for themselves. And uh, I, I, I hope that'll add to helping a better life as well as Israel, like, stopping to, you know, raid their villages all the time, stopping settlers from the violence that they do, stopping all expansion and making serious effort, you know, to create a Palestinian state and to move forward uh, with uh, with Palestine living in peace and prosperity and want, uh, you know, the, the Palestinian people to uh, have a better quality of life. Like, I really hope that that happens. You know, right now, Palestinians like live in fear of the settlers and the settlers go on unpunished and they continue, whether it's shootings, knife attacks, burning crops, vandalism, uh, stealing land, stealing livestock. Uh, they just want to continue to harass Palestinians so, you know, they'll get them to leave the land, to make Palestinians' lives so horrible that they'll leave the land. And they do all of it under the protection of the Israeli military. It's completely awful. This year alone, there's been an average of... Uh, Three uh, instances of settler violence every single day, and that needs to stop, and the people that need to stop it is Israel. Anyways, if you're not following me on social media, please do, at Jonathan Randall uh, on all platforms. I also have a Kofi page. You can show me some support so I can continue making content. I post some uh, content exclusively just for the Kofi page. And the more supporters I get there, the more content I will make exclusively for my Kofi page. I will put the link to that in the description of this podcast. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Have a good summer. Stay cool. I'm Jonathan Randall. How you like me now?